Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Friday, the best day of the week. <laughs> Now, in the previous Daily Digest, I talked about how we should learn and especially teach language, not by teaching language itself, not by teaching grammar rules and vocabulary lists and, you know, things like that, but instead by using language as a tool for communication and by teaching concepts and ideas and knowledge. And I had a lot of feedback from from students and especially from teachers who said, well, That sounds good, Christian, but I don't know how to do that. How can you teach language without actually teaching language? So today I'm going to get a little bit more practical and show how um, teachers and even students can, can study language without studying language. So ye yesterday I gave the example of um, the a question or a writing question from the IELTS exam. Okay, and this is the question. Some people believe that there should be fixed punishments for each type of crime. Others, however, argue that the circumstances of an individual crime and the motivation for committing it should always be taken into account when deciding on the punishment. Discuss both these views and give your own opinion. And I, I said yesterday that, you know, knowing grammar and vocabulary related to crime and punishment will not help you to answer this question. We need some, some deep knowledge. So let's, let's try and get some deep knowledge using flying penises. <laughs> and, and the reason that I, I've sort of chosen uh, a flying penis is because it grabs people's attention, especially you know, children and adolescents who are in classrooms, they love talking about penises. So it's, it's you know, it's a win for everybody here. <laughs> so first, let's start with, with, a, um, with a little test of your imagination. So imagine you're sitting in the audience and you're watching a magic show. Now, the magician does some sort of incredible magic trick. Now, How do you feel when you see it? Let's think about some adjectives and you can write some down if you want. Maybe you might say that you feel stunned or shocked or awed. Or you might even say that you are mesmerized. And obviously these, you know, these adjectives will depend on your level of English and how much you want to push yourself or your students. And, you know, you could look in a dictionary of synonyms, look in a thesaurus for some, for some new adjectives that you don't know related to being um, shocked and stunned and awed and mesmerized. Now, mesmerized is a really cool adjective because it's actually the name of a person, Franz Mesmer. And he was a doctor... A German doctor, but he was actually kind of interested in something a little bit supernatural. He was interested in the idea of um, animal magnetism. That's what he called it. 
the idea that there is this invisible force uh, that that works between all of the living things in the universe. And so he would kind of hypnotize people to try to study this force. And, you know, so when you're kind of hypnotized and you're in this strange kind of weird world, then you are mesmerized. And, you know, now's also a great opportunity to talk about the difference between adjectives with ed and ing. What's the difference between mesmerized and mesmerizing? Between stunned and stunning, etc. right? Great opportunity to talk about that. You know, little five-minute, quick little, you know, chunk of grammar just to help to help you or your students, you know, use these adjectives. But let's move right along to to another synonym. You know, you're sitting there watching the magician, and maybe you are just fascinated, totally fascinated by what's happening on stage. And I want to talk a little bit about the history of the word fascinate. Where does it come from? Well, it actually comes to us from Latin. You see, in ancient Rome, the Romans used to have this symbol called a fascinus. And a fascinus was basically a penis with testicles sometimes with legs and sometimes not, and it had wings. So it was basically, it was a flying penis. It was also called the divine phallus. It was um, a supernatural thing. It was, you know, godly, this flying penis. And maybe you think, and maybe your, you know, your, your students might think that this discussion this whole concept is offensive, highly offensive. Now, back in Roman times, it wasn't. In fact, people used to wear this symbol, this fascinus. They used to wear it on their necklace. In fact, the ancient Romans would even put these little flying penises on their babies as rings or necklaces. Now, why would anyone put a flying penis on their baby? <laughs> and, you know, now we can, we can start to have a discussion about why it is that we find genitals offensive. Because it's not true that everybody in the world finds genitals offensive. You know, some hunter-gatherer tribes and other cultures, you know, they walk around naked. Um, you know, they don't find breasts offensive. Why do we? Where did this come from, this, this, this feeling? Right. So we can talk about that for a while. And, and then we can start to ask the question of why this, this flying penis would be a good symbol to wear. Well, the ancient Romans used to wear the fascinus, and it always used to point in the direction they were walking. So if you wore the necklace, the penis would face forward in front of you. And what the penis did is it diverted evil. It warded off evil. It protected you from evil. 
and evil was represented by the symbol of the evil eye. The evil eye. Now, let's let's do a little brainstorming. Now, how would a flying penis protect you from evil? Let's think about it. And maybe your immediate thought is because, you know, penises are kind of symbols of masculinity and virility and strength and, and you know, testosterone and, and, you know, like a big weapon. But that's not why the ancient Romans wore these these um these fastnesses they they wore them they worked they believed they worked because when the evil eye came towards you it was so shocked and embarrassed and ashamed and full of laughter that it basically went in a different direction it didn't protect you from through through the power of of strength it actually protected you through the power of embarrassment now that's that's an interesting concept right and it tells us that the ancient romans in some ways did find you know genitals kind of embarrassing but not embarrassing enough to not wear them as a necklace or put them on their babies <laughs> and this raises a bigger question and this is when we start to really talk about how we can answer this question in the IELTS exam because remember so far in this imaginary class we haven't talked at all about language and we definitely haven't talked about preparing for an exam we're talking about ideas about humanity so Let's ask some questions about this whole idea of the fascinus and an evil. So they believed that evil was represented by the evil eye. It was something supernatural, like some type of external force that was part of the universe. Do you believe the same thing about evil? Is that why people do bad things? Because they are influenced by some mysterious external force in the universe and you know we can also talk about how some of these ideas we can find present in modern day religions you know about how some people might believe that people are bad because they were influenced by satan for example if you're a christian um and that also brings us on to the next question of if you don't believe that evil is a supernatural force, where does it come from? Does it come from society? Who's to blame? Is it the parents? Is it media? Is it computer games? <laughs> this, this in itself is a big discussion, and I'm sure a very interesting discussion, especially for, for students who may feel assaulted by the idea that things that they use every day, like social media and computer games and, you know, might be causing them to be evil. How do they feel about that? And then we can start to ask the question about punishment. And again, we can ask about how punishment is viewed in different cultures. In 
some cultures and societies, punishment is not decided by man. Punishment is decided by the divine. You know, appropriate punishments are guided by religious texts. You know, practices like maybe um, uh, beheading or stoning or lethal injection or sometimes softer or even more strict punishments. Should punishment be decided by an external being, something that we can't really see? Or should punishment be decided by society? And, you know, in a lot of countries where which are secular, punishment is decided by, maybe we could say by popular sentiment. Well, okay, but how did that sentiment become popular? Why is it in some cultures the death penalty is acceptable and in others not? In some cultures, they focus on imprisonment as a punishment instead of reform and rehabilitation, which one is correct. Should we even try to um, rehabilitate people who have done terribly evil things, or should we just kill them? An eye for an eye. There are so many questions here, and they all come back to this big question about you know, about how we view good and evil. And the level of this discussion doesn't require language. It requires thinking. And then once you have those thoughts, you can express them using language. And once we have these ideas discussed and we have followed logic and critical thinking and you know, maybe been upset and, and argued and shouted and cried, then we can start to answer this question in the IELTS exam. Really answer it. I want you to realize as a student and especially as a teacher that the cure for boredom is curiosity. The ancient Greeks knew that curiosity was the key to learning. Of course, students are going to get bored by flashcards, by memorizing lists of vocabulary, by memorizing the structure of the third conditional. So what's the cure for that boredom? Well, the cure is curiosity. Let's ask ourselves and let's ask our students, well, how can we use the third conditional to talk about crime and punishment? Okay, and then let's actually do it. So I hope this gives you an idea of how a very simple question and a kind of <laughs> fascinating and an interesting story about flying penises from ancient Roman times can easily give you an entire lesson, and if not an entire lesson, an entire week of lessons. Talking about these things is, you know, not, it's not a debate that you have in 10 minutes. It's a debate that, that really requires reflection and, and, and deep thinking. So 
I hope that you found that interesting. If you would like to support this podcast, you will find a link to my Patreon on my website at www.kangarooenglish.com. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Christian, this is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class. It's time to stop studying.